0: I'm Hazel. Until recently, I thought I was one of the luckiest kids alive. My parents were gentle, affectionate, and caring. We had unlimited financial resources, and I was taking full advantage of them. For example, I took tennis lessons from a world champion. We lived in a crowded city with congested traffic, so my brother and I took a helicopter to school. We lived in a fabulous mansion. We used to fly abroad with my dad's private plane every chance we got, in short, It felt as if everything around me was designed to make me happy. And I was very happy. (laughs) Until the weekend, I went to stay at our mountain chalet with my cousin. I love my cousin, Stella. She's four years older than me, so she's like an older (laughs) sister to me. I always ask her opinion whenever I need to make an important decision. One day, Stella called me up. Do you have any plans for the weekend? Our chalet is available. We could have a nice girls weekend, she said. I gladly accepted (laughs) her offer. When we arrived at the chalet, we immediately lit the fireplace. We made ourselves some hot chocolate and settled in in front of the fire. Out of nowhere, my cousin said, Hazel, I invited you here to talk about something important. But I'm so scared. You're either going to thank me or hate me for this. Needless to say, I was very surprised. You know I will never hate you. Please tell me before I start freaking out, I replied. Stella took a deep breath. Last month, I went on a road trip with my parents. They thought I was sleeping in the back seat, so they started talking about you. My mom said, they still haven't told Hazel, but it's her right to know. First, I didn't understand what they were talking about, but as they went on, I learned something incredible about you. I held my breath. What is it? I asked. Stella was having trouble speaking. Hazel, you... you're... adopted. Your family is hiding it from you. I think you have a right to know. That's why I wanted to tell you, she said. That day was a turning point for me. My parents had been keeping an incredible secret from me. I wasn't their biological child. I don't want to be ungrateful. They never made me feel like I was adopted. But I still got mad at them for hiding this from me. I thought they had been deceiving me. I called them out on it as soon as I got home. When I said, I know I'm adopted, both of them were shocked. My mom denied it by saying, where is this coming from? It's not true. Mom, I don't care if I was adopted. I know you love me very much. I'm upset that you've been keeping this from me. My dad turned to my mom. Love, we shouldn't hold on to this any longer. It's already too late. Hazel should have heard this from us, he said. My mom started crying. It doesn't matter to us that you're adopted. You are our one and only daughter, she said, embracing me. I asked them the first question that came to me. Is my brother adopted too? My mom shook her head, saying, no. I had a million questions running through my head. Why did you adopt me? When did you adopt me? Where did you adopt me from? For some reason, my mom was being vague in her answers. She was avoiding my questions. I asked the most pressing question I had. Do you know who my biological family is? Can I meet them? My mom got really mad. Of course not. I'm the one who raised you. Why are you curious about them? We don't know who they are anyway, she yelled. Just as I was about to say something, my mom said, Hazel, you know as much as you need to know. Don't ask any more questions. This conversation is over. In the days that followed, my mom kept the same attitude about this issue. She got upset whenever I brought it up. Normally she's a calm person. I was shocked to see her overreact every time. Apparently there was a reason why she was acting like this and it would take me months to find out that there was an even bigger secret behind it. When I realized asking my mom was no use, I decided to reach out to my dad. Normally, a mother doesn't give up her baby. I want to know about my biological mother's story, or I'll keep wondering about it all my life, I said. My dad said, honey, I understand, but we never met your biological parents. In the first years of our marriage, your mother really wanted to have a baby, but we couldn't conceive. Finally, we decided to adopt. We got you from a children's home. It's been a long time, but we can go there tomorrow and try to find out. The next day, we went to the children's home without telling my mom. When we walked into the director's room, my dad was happy to realize it was the same director from all those years ago. Do you remember me? We adopted our daughter Hazel from you. Now we're looking for her biological family. Uh, Could you look at your records and help us? He pleaded. For some reason, the director got really upset when he heard this. We never divulged the identity of the parents. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave now, he said, showing us the door. My dad was shocked. I don't know why you're being rude to us. I made a hefty donation to this home when we adopted Hazel. You could at least help us in return, he insisted. The director wouldn't budge. Please stop. It's impossible for me to help you, he said. So we had to leave. My dad is a civil engineer who built most of the government buildings in our city. That's why he knows a lot of the city officials really well. He called the mayor and told him about this. Could you help me get my daughter's file from the children's home, he asked. The mayor complied. I'm going to go and take this file personally and bring it to you tomorrow, he promised. I was so happy to hear that. I was sure that very file contained all the information I needed to find out about my biological family. The next day when I came home from school, I walked into my dad's study. I asked, dad, did you get my file? Does it contain any information on my biological family? My dad avoided eye contact with me and said, the mayor called me. There's no information about you at the home. I think we should let this go. There was something off with my dad's demeanor. Dad, it was only yesterday that you told me I had a right to know. Why are you saying this now? I asked. My dad said, honey, please let this go. I'm sorry, but I won't be able to help you. (gasps) My dad is not someone who changes his mind like that. Once he makes a promise, he keeps it. Previously, my mom and the director of the home were the ones who reacted unexpectedly. But now my dad? Why? Why was everyone so on edge about my search for my biological family? I couldn't come up with any answers no matter how hard I thought about it. That evening, after everyone was asleep, I went into my dad's study. I started looking in his drawers with the help of a flashlight. Finally, I found what I was looking for in the bottom drawer. I found an envelope with my name on it. I tore open the envelope. However, I was disappointed to find it empty. I think the envelope contained my file from the children's home. But for some reason, my dad had chosen to lie to me rather than show me the file. Just when I thought I was the luckiest person alive, my life turned upside down. This was all I could think about. I was constantly doing Google searches in hopes of finding a clue. My grades went down because I wasn't able to concentrate in class. I used to be a happy person. Now I sulked all the time. I was obsessed with finding my birth mother. I wasn't going to stop until I found her. My parents were aware of what I was going through. When my dad said he was really concerned about me and that I had to snap out of it, I had to tell him. Dad, I went into your study one night and went through your drawers. I found an envelope with my name on it. I was sure my adoption file was in that envelope, but you hid it from me. I need to know why you lied to me. My mom turned to my dad when she heard this. What file? Did you get Hazel's file from the home? She asked. My dad nodded. My mom looked really confused. So you know everything, she said. My dad replied, yes, I do, and I'm not mad at you at all. Whatever happened in the past stays in the past. You did the right thing. I couldn't understand what they were talking about, but this probably had to do with me. What are you talking about? Are you going to clue me in as well? I screamed in anger. My mom said, you're right, honey. This is going to come as a second shock to you, but I have to be honest with both of you. Then she started telling her story. I got pregnant in college. I couldn't tell my family about it. I was staying at the dorm. I decided to have the baby even though I was broke. In the final month of my pregnancy, the father of my baby died in a car accident. I was all alone. I gave birth. My child was all I had to live for. Then I met a wonderful man and fell in love with him at first sight. My mom paused here. I knew she was talking about my dad. He was looking at her with a smile on his face. She kept talking while looking into his eyes. I was so lucky that he fell in love with me. He was young and handsome and wealthy too. But I couldn't tell him I had a baby. I was scared that he might leave me if he found out I was a single mom. That's why I had to make a plan. I left my baby at the home. The director of the home was a very kind person. I told him everything. Please don't give my baby to anyone else. I will come back for her, I said. And two years later, I did come back and picked up my daughter, Hazel, back from the home. I was shocked. She started crying. (laughs) Honey, do you understand? I'm your biological mom. But I had to adopt you because I couldn't tell this to your father. Your father thought you were adopted for years until... My dad jumped in. Until the mayor brought me Hazel's file from the children's home. When I read the file, I learned that you were Hazel's biological mom and was very surprised. But I also understood. I was too young back then. If you told me you had a baby, I could have acted irrationally. Your plan was amazing. Thanks to you, I have a wonderful (laughs) wife like you and a wonderful daughter like Hazel. I love you both so much. I love our family. My brother walked into the room. He saw us hugging each other and joined in, even though he didn't know what was going on. We stayed like that for a while. It took me some time to process the things I had learned. If you think about it, I could be the only kid on the planet who was adopted by her own mom. My mom found the perfect solution. She was able to both keep me and the man she loved. There's only one downside to this story. I found out that my dad wasn't my biological father. At the same time, he already knew he wasn't my biological father from the start. But he never made me feel otherwise. And this made me love him even more.
2: My thumbs flew over the controller at lightning speed as I battled my coworker Andy while everyone else cheered from the sides. How did you get that level up? Where have you learned these moves? From the deep, dark corners of the internet, my friend. And I'm about to own your butt. With that, I unleashed my final secret move and blew up the enemy. You're a loser, I'm a winner. Your mama's buying me chicken dinner. Suddenly, there was pin-drop silence, and I turned around to face the dragon store manager, a.k.a. Andy's mom. You have 10 seconds to clear up this mess and get back to your jobs. Or...
3: You're
2: on fire! Hi, my name's Ellie. I'm a computer expert, gamer, hacker, and overall top-notch geek. I led a very exciting life in the virtual realm. But in the real world, my life was pretty average. Until one day, everything changed yeah we say that a lot around here don't we but before i continue please like and subscribe ever since i was a kid i was obsessed with computers and by the time i was 12 i was writing code developing software and even doing some basic hacking and i was addicted to video games i thought i was cool but that was not a popular opinion by the time i reached high school i was pretty much used to having a seat at the outcasts' table and things weren't much different at home I was raised by my single mom, who was my polar opposite. She was a social butterfly who loved throwing lavish parties for her wealthy friends and was always trying to set me up with her sons. A nightmare. Mom, can I go to my room? I ate too many dumplings earlier. I don't feel so good. You're not fooling me, Ellie. See that boy over there? He's single and very rich. Go talk to him. That boy played football at my school, and he was surrounded by some popular girls, and I walked over. Hi, uh, I, uh, oh God, save yourselves. Then I threw up all over the boy in the head cheerleader. Of course, I was a laughing stock in school the next day, and I started hiding out in the library. One day, I was playing a game when I got an invite to a virtual treasure hunt with a huge cash prize. The disclaimer read, only super smart, hardcore gamers need apply. It was like someone was describing me. I breezed through each challenge, but when I got to the last level, the computer suddenly froze, and then it became lifeless. <gasps> no! But this was just the beginning of a series of unfortunate events. Soon after my 18th birthday, Mom suddenly fell really sick. The doctors ran a million tests and gave her expensive treatments, but nothing was working. And we had a ton of medical bills we couldn't pay because Mom's credit cards were all overdrawn.
3: We're poor and I'm sick. Find a rich man so you can have a good life.
2: How am I supposed to do that? Boys don't even notice me.
3: We're poor. Find a rich man. A rich man. Find my daughter. What did I say?
2: Daughter, find rich? My man? I mean, um. Find a rich man and then my mom slipped into a coma. My life turned around 180 degrees. I had no idea when mom would be okay. I was drowning in debt, my grades were suffering, and I felt so alone. But then one day, as I was leaving my work shift, a strange man came running to me and shoved a device in my hand, then fled the scene.
4: You've been selected for a top secret mission. This message will self-destruct in 30 seconds.
2: I read the details fast. I'd make a ton of money and work with computers and security systems all day. Was this for real? My life was at rock bottom anyway so it was worth finding out. I accepted, and a second before the time ran out, I tossed the device into the air, and it exploded. What in the Mission Impossible? And the next day, I was whisked away in a private jet to a state-of-the-art facility with a dozen computer geeks. All day, we worked on hacking software, computer codes, and sophisticated simulations. We were given board and lodging, too. And for the first time, I was with people I had something in common with. A week later, I was busy working at my desk when this guy a few years Older than me walked in and I felt like the matrix had glitched like I was Ellie in a parallel dimension where it was possible for Ellie to fall in love with a boy at first sight and he was like a young Keanu Reeves but with spectacles so hot I don't remember the part where I floated away from my seat but suddenly I found myself standing in front of him
4: can I help you
2: uh maybe I can help you I'm very helpful help me help you what sorry let me out I just poked myself in the eye. (laughs) Uh, let me introduce myself. Hi, I'm Smelly. I mean Ellie. It's short for Eleanor. Or Elena. Or Elaine. I extended my hand, and as he shook it, I screamed.
4: What? What happened?
2: Oh, it's not your fault. That was just a very firm handshake, and I have a very low threshold for pain. Like, really. I once fainted when an apple fell from a tree and hit my head. It wasn't even a hard apple. Like, it was rotten and squishy, but... He walked away while I was still talking. That's the head of the company, girl. Oh my gigabytes. This demigod was my boss? His name was Liam Finch. He could solve any problem, crack any code, and he looked amazing while doing it. I had such a giant, stupid crush on him and I couldn't help recalling Mom's words about finding a rich man for a better life. Liam looked and smelled expensive. I had to get him to ask me out, and I turned to Ask Brain 2 for helpful tips. The next day, I turned up to work in a tight, short dress, and I'd made sure to apply plenty of tanning lotion to look like those gorgeous models I'd seen online. All eyes were on me, and I was sure to have the same effect on Liam.
4: Before we start this meeting, I have to ask Emmy. Are you having a reaction to something?
2: Emmy, speak up, whoever you are. The boss is asking you something. Oh, wait. You meant me. It's Ellie. (laughs) And, uh, no, I'm good.
4: I think you should go to the bathroom. There's some anti allergy medicine in the first aid kit there.
2: This? Wasn't the reaction I'd expected. But when I looked at myself in the mirror, I screamed. The tanning lotion had turned so orange I looked like a radioactive carrot. The next day, I came to work wearing huge fake eyelashes. But those stupid things made my eyes feel heavy and I couldn't stop blinking. Later in the cafeteria, one of my co-workers came up to me as I waited in the lunch line and he had some ketchup on his upper lip. Hey Ellie, I, I saw you in the meeting today. Um, okay. I saw you too, buddy. But first, you got something right here. Out of nowhere, the guy pulled me close and planted a moist kiss on my lips. I pushed him away and punched him hard.
4: (laughs) Ellie, what the heck? First you keep winking at me all through the meeting.
2: Then you ask me to kiss you. And then you hit me? Excuse me, what? He kicked up a huge fuss about being assaulted and then he quit.
4: That was one of our best coders and you've made him leave.
2: Well, he hit me first. Like, I mean, he was hitting on me, and it was gross.
4: Are you sure? Why would anyone want to hit
2: on you? Um, why wouldn't anyone want to do that? But Liam just walked away without replying. A couple of days later, Liam threw a small farewell party for his secretary, Jessica. She was so annoyingly model-like, and I couldn't be happier to see her leave. Hey, Jessie. I'm really sad you're leaving. Want me to help you pack? I'm very helpful. Uh, wait. Isn't that a company paperweight? No, it's mine. I brought it from home. I'm pretty sure it belongs to the office. But hey, it's just a paperweight. Are you calling me a thief? Why don't I just take that from you? We won't mention this to anyone. Give it back to me, you witch! It's not yours, Jesse! You're robbing the boss blind! As we both pulled at the paperweight, I suddenly lost my balance and let go, and it went flying straight into Jessica's perfect fake nose!
4: Emmy, what's the matter with you? Do you think I care if my secretary takes a useless paperweight from the office?
2: I was just trying to do the right thing, sir.
4: The right thing would be to stop injuring my employees.
2: The next morning, I gave myself a pep talk in the staff room before work. Okay, the last few days have been bad, Ellie. But today's a new day to show everyone what a cool, brilliant chick you are. You got this, girl. Now show yourself some self love. I kissed my reflection, but when I opened my eyes, I was horrified to see Liam standing behind me.
4: Can you please keep things professional and practice your makeout skills in private? Which I might add, need a substantial amount of work. Jeez.
2: What? No, 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 that's not what it was. Oh, god. This was almost as bad as the day mom went into a coma. The next day, while I was busy coding, I couldn't help thinking about my makeout skills. I turned to my trusty advisor, Google. But when I opened up the first blank, some kind of virus popped up on everyone's screens. Your system is under attack and will be immediately destroyed. Goodbye. And then every screen went blank. There was a wave of shocked silence across the room.
4: Who the heck opened an
2: insecure link? I felt about as small as an ant. I am so sorry, Liam. It was a, a small error of judgment.
4: Small error? Your small error may have catastrophic consequences for our national security.
2: Sorry, what? I thought this was a private security company.
4: I recruited people I believed I could train to be the very best because every code we write and every firewall we construct has massive importance. But you've caused a major breach, and now I have to fix your mess. And I was clearly wrong about you. You don't belong here. Pack your things. You're going home tomorrow morning, and it's not Liam, it's Mr. Finch.
2: I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. This place was the most at home I'd ever felt and I'd really screwed things up. The next morning, I was going to the office to turn in my employee card. When I stopped short, the building had been sealed and was surrounded by police officers, and my coworkers were being arrested. They slipped away quickly, my heart racing. What the heck was going on? The only thing I could think of was finding Liam, if he hadn't been arrested already too. I made my way to his place and rang the buzzer a few times, but no one answered. Then I overrode the code of the security lock and the door clicked open. I'd just taken a few steps in when someone leapt at me and pushed me to the ground. And I found Liam on top of me with a chopstick.
4: Emmy, how did you get in? And why do you know where I live? It's a top secret location.
2: We we sell that lock at the store where I worked at before, so I'm very familiar with the software. And I uh hacked your smartwatch to track your whereabouts a few weeks ago, just for fun, I swear. See, smartwatches aren't actually that smart. They should be kind of called dumb watches. Also, were you going to poke my eye out with a chopstick?
4: Get up. Why are you even here?
2: Because I went to the office and everyone was getting arrested.
4: Well, it's all your fault. What? Since our security systems were down after you downloaded that virus, something invaluable was stolen from us last night. And now, we're all in big trouble, and I have to go into hiding.
2: You're leaving? Will I ever see you again?
4: Unlikely. You've ruined everything. Just go home.
2: Look, Mr. Finch, this is ridiculous. There are plenty of problems in your security system that I've been studying for the past few weeks, and someone would have figured those out sooner or later anyway. So stop blaming me and please tell me what's going on. Also, why is it so hard for a genius like you to remember that my name is Ellie? Liam looked surprised at my outburst, and just as he was about to speak, we heard cars screeching outside.
4: The police are here for me. I gotta go.
2: Whoa, whoa, wait, I'm coming with you. I can't survive jail or torture. I told you, I have a very low threshold for pain.
4: Oh, God, just shut up.
2: Liam grabbed my hand and led me to the kitchen, where he opened a trap door in the floor and started climbing down, and I followed. Dark, narrow spaces... I hate dark, narrow spaces. I'll die if a mouse jumps on me. We ran through an underground passageway, climbed up another ladder and out of a gutter hole and onto a main street several blocks away. Liam dashed towards a car and we jumped in. But just as we were driving off, several police cars came to a stop in front of us. Wow, we managed to escape for all of two minutes. Okay, Mr. Finch, Liam, whatever... If I never see you again, I just wanna say that you're the most beautiful. Suddenly, Liam hit the pedal hard and started driving in reverse like a maniac. Oh my God, what are you doing? I'm too young to die. I've spent all my life behind computer screens. I haven't seen the world. I've never even been on a beach. You know what? I'll go to jail. You can drop me off anywhere convenient. Ah! Liam took a sharp turn into a street, avoiding a truck by half an inch. He turned the car around 180 degrees and started driving even faster. I saw two black cars hot on her tail.
4: Emmy, I need you to get a freaking grip and tell me the coordinates of the city's main bridge. We're going to be jumping off of it. You can swim, right?
2: Of course I can't swim! I'm terrified of water! That's why I've never been to a beach! We're not jumping off any bridge, you psycho!
4: Can you please do what I'm saying and just trust me? There's a life jacket under the seat. Strap that on and find me the bridge. Now!
2: With shaking fingers, I located the bridge and fed the coordinates into the car's GPS.
4: Undo your seatbelt and when I say go, open the car door. Your seat will automatically eject and you'll land in the water. Don't panic. You're wearing a life vest, and I'll get to you quickly. You ready?
2: I've never been... less ready... for anything... in my life!
4: Okay then, go!
2: Liam swerved the car off the bridge and into the air. My seat ejected immediately, and I landed headfirst into the water. Before I could panic completely, Liam swam over to me swiftly, grabbed me by the waist, and pulled me onto the shore. We ran down some docks where Liam found an unlocked car, and we sped away in it. I was too shocked to even speak anymore. Liam drove us out of the city to some abandoned warehouse, where we were let in by an elegant older woman.
3: Hello, Agent Skywalker. I
4: was expecting you to be alone. So was I. Agatha, trust me, this wasn't part of the plan.
2: All right, all right, I've had enough. Can you tell me what's going on, Agent Skywalker? Liam finally told me that he was a CIA agent who had been assigned the task of recruiting a special security team to protect the government databases and national secrets.
4: But there's another CIA agent who has gone rogue. And yesterday, she broke into our facility and stole the key to a new weapon the government's developing. And she's framed me for the theft. Now everyone thinks I'm a traitor. Luckily, the key's heavily encrypted, but someone will break the code soon, and I have to get it back before they do. It's the only way to clear my name. That's why I couldn't let myself get arrested, and Agatha here's an old friend. She's the only one I can trust right now.
2: So, what's the next plan of action?
4: I have a fairly good idea where the rogue agent took that key. So I'm going there, and you will stay here.
2: Look... I can hardly believe I'm saying this after the horrible day I've had, but I think you should take me with you. I'm a really good coder and hacker, and I can help. I'm very helpful, actually. I just haven't had a chance to…
3: Okay then, let's go.
2: What, now? I thought you'd offer me some food first, and I wouldn't mind a nap.
3: Now! Wait, Agent Skywalker, aren't you forgetting something? What? You know, the thing. Agatha, I really
4: don't have time for riddles,
3: so just say it. Okay, you're forgetting your lucky underwear from your Star Wars collection, the one you always wear before an important mission?
2: I looked at Liam's face and burst out laughing. (laughs) Lucky underwear? Oh my god. Oh jeez, I think I peed my pants. (laughs) Oops, I really did. Um, can I get some underwear too, please? According to Liam, the key was enough. highly secure facility inside a toothpaste factory. The only way we could get in was to wear employee uniforms and hide in the back of one of the company trucks taking some supplies inside. Dark, confined spaces. I hate dark, confined spaces.
4: Why don't you try distracting yourself?
2: Sure. Why don't you help me do that? Why was Agatha calling you Agent Skywalker because of your lucky underwear?
4: It's just one of my many names.
2: Is Liam your real name? No. So what is your real name?
4: I'm obviously not gonna tell you.
2: Okay, then. Do you tell your girlfriends your real name?
4: Depends. I haven't dated in a while, especially after what happened with the last one.
2: Why? What happened?
4: None of your business.
2: Let me guess, she couldn't put up with your cold heart anymore? Or she found out you're lying about your identity and thought you're a cheater! Oh no wait, I've got it! Some enemy of yours killed her! (laughs) Liam went quiet and my heart suddenly sank. Oh my god, no! She really died? Uh,
4: I couldn't save her, Ellie.
2: I'm sorry, Liam. I'm so sorry. That's so tragic. And it also explains why you're a cold-hearted robot now. I mean, this kind of stuff changes a person.
4: Jeez, why are you so gullible? I'm a CIA agent. I'm trained to convincingly lie about anything.
2: That was a joke? Dude, that's just mean.
4: Well, if you still want a sob story, she did betray me. My ex is the rogue agent, and she's the one who stolen the key and framed me. Are you happy now?
2: Oh. Wow. That's a lot. So how do you feel about it?
4: Like, I just want you to be quiet now.
2: I silently processed everything I'd just heard. But after a few minutes, I started feeling anxious again. I wish I was special. So very special. But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What am I doing here? I don't belong here.
4: Please, please stop. You're sucking up the limited oxygen in here.
2: You're not the boss of me. Well, you were, but then you fired me, remember? And since you won't talk to me, I'm going to sing. How are you going to make me shut up, huh?
4: I can think of at least one way.
2: Suddenly, Liam moved closer and put his hands on my face. Oh my god, was he about to kiss me? Just then, the truck jolted to a halt, and Liam pushed me away! Rude! We quietly slipped out and made our way to the entrance. We scanned the fake IDs Agatha had given us, and we were inside the building! Liam had the building's blueprints, and he led the way to the surveillance room. We peeked inside to see a security guard observing the screens, and Liam quietly crept up to him. Just then, my nose started itching like crazy, and I tried desperately not to sneeze. The guard turned around, and Liam punched him hard in the face, then stabbed him with a tranquilizer.
4: (gasps) Why do you look like you're gonna be sick? I've only put him to sleep.
2: Oh, I know. I'm just terrified of needles. I think I told you, I have…
4: Yeah, yeah, a very low threshold for pain, I remember. Okay, we gotta check all the rooms in this place. There's gotta be a team working hard to decode that key.
2: We scanned all the screens, but it seems like there was hardly anyone in the building. Just then, I spotted an empty room with only a glass case in the center. Liam, do you think the key's in that vault?
4: Yeah, it looks like it. Listen, Ellie, I need you to hack into their system and find out whatever you can about the security measures in that vault. I'm gonna be by the door to keep an eye out.
2: You got it. I was totally lost in my work when suddenly my eyes flitted to one of the screens. Um, Liam, what did you say your ex-girlfriend looked like?
4: I don't think I said anything.
2: Would you say she's a skinny supermodel type with lovely blonde hair, a perfect jawline, and very, very long legs?
4: Yeah. Why?
2: Well, if we don't scram out of here in the next three minutes, I think you're about to be reunited with your ex. She's coming this way! Liam grabbed my hand and we ran out and down the corridor like crazy. Suddenly, security alarms started blaring all over the building.
4: I guess she found the unconscious guard in the surveillance room. Ellie, why have you stopped running?
2: I... I'm so out of breath. I'm a computer person on my butt all day. Not used to running... Suddenly, Liam swept me up like a sack of potatoes, flung me over his shoulder, and started running again. All the entrances were being sealed, and Liam managed to get through the last one seconds before it slammed shut. We went rolling onto the ground, then got up quickly and sprinted as some guards chased us. As soon as we got outside the gates, a car screeched to a stop in front of us. Get in! Hurry! Yet another narrow escape. Was the mission successful?
4: Far from it. We didn't manage to get the information we needed to break into the vault where the key's being kept.
2: What are you talking about? I downloaded every single piece of information on their system in this flash drive. This one. N- no, wait, <laughs> not this one either. It's the neon green one. It's my favorite. Aha! Uh-huh! There you go.
4: What? Oh my god, Ellie. You're amazing!
2: He pulled me into a hug, and I was so startled that I didn't even hug him back. I wanted to kick myself for this wasted opportunity. And when we got back to the safe house, I crashed onto my bed like a malfunctioned hard drive. I was exhausted, but I kept having nightmares, and at some point, I woke up in a cold sweat. Just then, I screamed to see a dark shadow hovering over me, and I punched it hard. Ow! Liam, what are you doing here?
4: You were shouting in your sleep. I was just checking on you.
2: Aww, you came to see if I was okay?
4: Well, that's too much to hope for. I already know you're unhinged. Geez, I think you've broken my nose.
2: What, with these jelly arms? Come on, don't be a baby. A baby could punch harder than me.
4: I'm not being a baby. since you're finally up, let me show you what we found from that information you got.
2: Agatha and Liam then proceeded to tell me that we didn't need to break into the vault. Apparently, they'd discovered a foreign delegation was visiting the embassy in two days for a big event, and the stolen key would be exchanged there.
3: The rogue agent, Princess Leia, will be disguised as a journalist. She will be secretly handing it over to this undercover foreign-
2: Whoa, hold on! Your ex-girlfriend's codename is Princess Leia? Oh, now I get why you're Agent Skywalker. (laughs) That's really cheesy.
4: Can you focus on what's actually important?
3: Leia might recognize you, Liam, even in disguise. I can get you in the building as the kitchen staff. But we need to send someone else in as a guest. Preferably a pretty harmless-looking girl who can get close enough to the arms dealer to find out when the exchange is happening.
4: I'm not sure I can. Wait, Ellie. You're a girl.
2: Gee, thanks for finally noticing. She's
3: not a trained agent. It's too dangerous.
2: Yeah, man! Stop putting me in danger!
4: You'll just be like any other guest at the event, and I'll be close by and constantly in touch with you. Please, Ellie. This is my last chance before the key leaves the country.
2: Okay, okay, fine.
4: You can act like a cute, flirty girl, right?
2: I'm used to my mother throwing me at rich guys, so yeah, I have some practice.
3: You should be prepared for anything. You know, once I was working in the field, I had to kiss a mafia boss to distract him. It brought down his whole operation. She's not
4: very good in that department, Agatha. I've seen her practicing in a mirror.
2: That's not what I was doing! Look, I'm a pretty good kisser, okay?
4: Well, it's an important skill any undercover agent should have. So, prove it.
2: Prove it? How? You
4: could just kiss me, duh.
2: What, like, right now? Is that really necessary?
3: Maybe she just finds you ugly, Agent Skywalker.
2: I didn't say that. I mean, who would find him ugly? He's very good looking. That's just a fact. Like, I'm sure even a lesbian would find him attractive.
4: Then it's just your bad kissing skills stopping you, I guess. Let's hope you don't need to use them.
2: You know what, man? Just shut up. I suddenly grabbed Liam and kissed him hard. He kissed me back, and my brain exploded with fireworks.
4: Uh, that was not half bad. It was good. Great, even. Yeah, she'll be fine. I, um… I'm gonna get some more coffee.
2: I'm
3: proud of you, kid.
2: Two days later, as I was getting ready for the event, I felt sick with anxiety. Just then, someone knocked gently, and Liam walked in.
4: Wow, you clean up nice. I mean, uh, your dress is pretty.
2: I think I'm gonna barf all over it soon.
4: Don't be so nervous. I won't let anything happen to you. Here's your earpiece. It has a tracker in there.
2: I'm just not cut out for this, Liam.
4: I'm not so sure about that. Do you know anything about your dad, Ellie?
2: My dad? No, I don't. He left when I was just a few months old.
4: Yeah, because he was an undercover CIA agent, too. What?! Your dad was one of the best agents in the field, and he was brilliant with computers. He's not around anymore, but he served his country well. And finding you wasn't just a coincidence. We've been keeping an eye on you, and you proved you have his skills when you crossed every level on that treasure hunt game we sent you. So maybe... you are meant for all this. It's in your blood.
2: You... you've met my dad?
4: Yeah, once. You have his eyes, too.
2: He tucked my hair behind my ear and gave me a warm smile, and my heart nearly fell out of my chest. Just then, Agatha walked in, saying the car was ready. At the event, I was looking everywhere for the arms dealer, and I finally spotted him. Just then, a tall, dark girl with glasses approached him and whispered something in his ear, and they both started walking out of the hall. Princess Leia is on the move. I think the exchange is happening now.
4: Follow them to see where they're going. I'll come after you.
2: I rushed out of the hall and saw them going down a corridor. They walked to the end of it and entered the room on the left. I inched closer, and as I tried peeking through the door, I suddenly lost my balance and fell inside. And all eyes turned to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought this was the bathroom. Sorry, sorry. You can continue with whatever you were doing. Not so fast, girl. Ow, ow, that hurts.
4: Hey, I it was just a mistake. She seems like a harmless little girl.
2: Oh really? Is that why she is wearing an earpiece? That? That's my hearing aid. Who do you work for? What? I can't hear you! Look, we can't do the exchange right now. This place is probably surrounded by federal agents. Leave immediately. I will create a distraction. And you, go. you're staying here. Sit down. I plopped my butt into a chair as the girl took out a laptop and started typing like crazy. Whatcha you doing? You know, I'm very good at computers. Do you need any help? Oh, I'm just activating an explosive device linked to this laptop that will go off in five minutes and blow up half of this place. So that should create a nice distraction. What? I gotta run, babe. It was nice meeting you. Ciao. She then ran out of the room and locked it from outside. Oh my god! I stood frozen in panic, staring at the screen, seeing my life flash before my eyes. But then somehow, I managed to muster some courage. Okay, okay. Calm down, Emmy. I mean, Ellie, it's just a laptop. Any software can be overwritten, anything can be decoded. You can do this. You got this, girl! I tried everything I knew, but nothing was working. And then I had a brainwave. I opened Google and typed in the website from where I downloaded the virus at work. I clicked on it and the screen turned red. Your system is under attack and will be immediately destroyed now. Goodbye. And then the laptop went blank. I'd actually done it! Oh my god! I collapsed to the floor and just then the door burst open and Liam pulled me into his arms.
4: Ellie, are you okay? Leia took your earpiece, and I ended up following her instead.
2: Did you manage to stop her? Did you get the key?
4: Yeah, I did. Agatha hadn't told me before, but she'd call in the other agents to help. And I'm really glad. We needed it. Leia's under arrest, and so's the arms dealer.
2: That's amazing! And Liam, did you know that I just defused a very large explosive device and saved many lives?
4: You did what?!
2: Federal agents evacuated the embassy and scanned the entire building and found the device that had been linked to the laptop.
4: You're a hero, Ellie. Seriously. You're the smartest girl I've ever met. I'm hiring you back immediately. We can train you to be a field agent.
2: That's very kind of you, but I'd actually like to go home. Earlier today, I got a message from the hospital that my mom's out of her coma. She's been asking for me.
4: Oh wow, that's great news. But you can come back when she's better, right?
2: You know what? I don't think so. Yeah, my dad was an agent, but I'm not meant for this life of high stress, crippling anxiety, and close calls. I'm just an ordinary nerd who's happy behind a computer screen.
4: Okay, no field agent. Just a desk job, then. Ellie, I'm trying to say something here. I would personally like you to stick around. Maybe we can even go out for dinner sometimes. I owe you a decent meal.
2: Look, Liam, it's not exactly a secret that I've had a giant crush on you since we met. But the truth is, I don't have a crush on the real you, because I don't know the real you, and I probably never will. I mean, what's your real name? Liam just looked at me silently. Yeah, I thought so. But I get it, you're meant for this life, and it suits you. But it's not for me. Just one thing can I take this dress with me?
4: It's all yours.
2: I extended my hand and he shook it gently. Then I got into the car waiting for me and left. Back at home, I was overjoyed to see mom doing well. And with my large paycheck, I was able to take care of all our bills and then some. Oh my daughter, we're rich. Did you find rich man? No, Mom, I worked very hard for this money, and I'm in charge of the finances now. But to celebrate Mom's recovery, I decided to throw her one lavish party with all her friends at Christmas. And I was trying not to zone out of a very boring conversation with some rich dumb jock, when suddenly the doorbell rang. Liam, what are you doing here? It's Norman. Huh? What's Norman?
4: My real name!
2: Oh, Norman! Ouch! That's not a cool name, dude.
4: I know that! Listen, Ellie, I miss you, okay? You're crazy, and you talk a lot, and you're an awful singer. There's never a dull moment with you around, because you're also smart and beautiful and adorable. And I tried to keep a cold front because I didn't want to get too close. But despite my best efforts, I can't stop thinking about you. You're anything but ordinary. So yeah, my real name's Norman. And I'm willing to tell you more if you agree to go out with me.
2: I'm not even your type. Evil long legs Barbie is your type.
4: Not anymore. Geeky Jelly Arms Computer Nerd is my type now.
2: And then he pulled me into a kiss. you're like my boyfriend now
4: I like the sound of that
2: can I tell my mom you're rich
4: I am rich like really rich
2: perfect mom I found a rich man
1: I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, I was late. Again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. (laughs) I'm sorry, but my spaniel hid my shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and... That's enough. Good God. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide. But she had to ruin it.
5: I'm Ashley.
1: I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? (laughs) Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father is a vet with a Medal of Valor. They even had dinner with the President at the White House for her sweet 16 she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend and david getta dj'd ashley dated two college boys at the same time and when they found out things got physical okay okay maybe not all of that was true but who cares look the main character here is me hi my name's ashley may anderson i know what a freaky coincidence right but that's the only thing we had in common because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. How snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes, it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people cause the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on her front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What? Need a hand to make up with cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. <laughs> right. Hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then. Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids, this place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What What did did you say? say? Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first the crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us this party is so lame peace out losers anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole but it's a bummer i didn't get to talk to victor he's billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day but not anymore guess has been avoiding me ever since i told him i had feelings for him (sighs) i was going to settle things with him tonight but those jerks ruined it Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley?" The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name, but I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy but nope, on the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep, but the real kicker was they were all addressed specifically to me, and there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg billy to lend me some of his that day i went to school in an old jersey looking like a midget then this monday i became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids well that's because i woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches this resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight but the final straw was, my car having two flat tires. The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Dane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me. So I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! sorry babe you won't believe what my sister just did seeing billy's reaction was chef's kiss (laughs) ha you got it coming big bro the next day my car was fixed so i managed to get to school early looks like my string of bad luck was finally over okay let's see who wants to confess to queen ashley today from victor oh no why him I stood there frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but Jesus Christ, Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him and he didn't even bother denying it and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fist fight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow when I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane, but why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck. It had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello? I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad that checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY. I'm Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh, snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part, well apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing! Jane apologized and promised to take down the video, however, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier than thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started sobbing. I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just a name. And it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled up emotions. And we had a heart-to-heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another. So I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him but Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, because there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley, and you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me! But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy! Gotta go! Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? (laughs) Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary, Jesus, and Holy Spirits! Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait. What? And you're right. I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you but hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me.
5: (laughs) Hi, my name is Agatha, and I want to tell you the story of how my father tried to get me into the military academy. But before I start, please subscribe to the channel and like my videos. It all started on that day, when Rob and I were playing Mario Kart at my house. As it always happens, we completely forgot about time. What time is it? I asked worriedly. Two o'clock. Why? Oh, crap. You have to go now. We had, by my count, about 10 minutes, unless, of course, Dad decided to stop at the store to get his favorite muffins. Before we could get our heads together, we heard the front door creak. Honey, I'm home. There was a look of horror on my face rob didn't understand anything and was about to say something but i put my index finger to his lips hey i yelled back at my dad you're early today i heard him turn on the tv i whispered leave but be quiet what happened rob also asked in a whisper my dad hates all my boyfriends he's also a retired officer and has guns the kid got worried all your boyfriends How many of them did you have? If you're so interested, not many. You'd better worry about my dad not making a sieve out of you. He's got a real temper. Okay. Rob reluctantly agreed. I left the room and quickly made my way down the stairs. I walked up to my dad and put my arm around his shoulders. How was school? He asked, not looking away from the screen. Rob, meanwhile, was still upstairs. What an idiot! give the boy a sign i said loudly okay just hope someone comes downstairs what dad turned around and stared at me like i was crazy i mean the exams i should study more oh that's right i turned my head and saw rob walking slowly down the stairs can you go any slower i thought to myself my father was about to turn to me but i exclaimed in time what a kick Nothing special. They're playing like a bunch of monkeys today. There was a rumbling sound behind me. Rob stumbled and tumbled down the stairs. I screamed. My father jumped up from his chair and quickly grabbed the bat that was always in the corner of the room. That's when Rob got really scared and realized he had to get out of the room as quickly as possible. He jumped up from the floor and ran out of the house. Dad rushed after him. Stop, you miserable thief! I, not wanting to be the reason Rob ends up in the hospital, yelled out to my father. Wait, he's not a thief! It's Rob! Dad stopped and looked at me. Even though he was silent, I knew exactly what he was thinking. That night, I got to hear it all. I told you not to bring guys here. In fact, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. They stick to you like flies. It's not good and all that kind of stuff. Then dad added, If I ever see you with a boy again, I'll send you to military school. What? I was really surprised, to put it mildly. Yeah, you're a loose cannon. You need discipline, and I think I've been too easy on you. But that's ridiculous. Mom wouldn't let that happen. You leave your mother out of this. Dad went back to the TV. I slammed the door and hid in my room. That's just great! I complained loudly. Now I feel like I'm in prison! I needed someone to talk to right away, so I texted Sam. SOS, help me out! A minute later, I got a reply. What's up? I'm on a date! That's amazing! I exclaimed. There are dates and boys all around me, and I need to stay away from it. It was real torture. The next day at school, I grabbed Sam's hand and took her to the bathroom. Ow, that hurt. My friend was angry, but she obediently followed me. When we went to the bathroom, I checked to see if anyone was in there. It was empty. Then I said, Actually, I needed your help yesterday. I wanted to respond, but Kevin, I don't want to hear anything. My life is a nightmare. What's wrong? Nothing, except that yesterday, my dad almost beat Rob with a bat. He also told me not to go out with boys or he'll send me to the military academy. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I can't give up boys, but I'm not much of a soldier either. They'll cut my hair off. I can't handle that. What are you going to do? Actually, I wanted to ask you. I needed some good advice. Sam thought for a few minutes and then she exclaimed. Bingo. I've got it. Sam's plan was pretty simple. I needed to bring back my musical past. I used to play the piano and now I need to pretend to give lessons. Instead, I would be able to go on dates without causing much suspicion from my father. Not bad, except I'm not that good at piano. You don't have to play, just say you were asked to help. My father fell for my story when I told him about my plans. It's a good idea, he said in his usual mentor voice. Maybe you should keep practicing because you quit so abruptly. And you might make a little extra money it's a start i was very happy now it was necessary to make a schedule and assign a specific time to each guy adam would take wednesday after four that's about the time he gets off practice and we could go to the movies i scheduled andrew for friday five o'clock he promised to take me bowling and even though i couldn't play it should be fun that leaves liam i saved sunday for him my only day off We don't do anything special with Liam. Just hang around town or sit in front of a store and make up funny nicknames for people. Usually the lesson lasted an hour, but I told my dad that I managed to get the slowest students together. And they needed more time. So I could stay for like, three hours. I mean, have you ever seen a movie that lasts an hour? And then there's travel time and hugging. I'd have to multitask. Now it's time to tell you how it was put into practice and what happened in the end. On Wednesday, I prepared in advance. I gathered all my old music notebooks and came up with a cover-up story. What do you have today? My father asked me as I came down the stairs, carrying my music books under my arm and trying to cram them into my backpack as I passed him. There's a girl from China. They just arrived, and her mother wants her to take some music lessons. Hmm, well, good luck with that. I kissed my dad on the forehead and went over to Kim's. I mean, to Adam. We were supposed to meet at the box office in the movie theater. I had to carry my backpack everywhere, but it wasn't such a high price to pay for trying to somehow avoid military school and another fight with my dad. The no dating option seemed absurd to me and I didn't even consider it. We only live once, you know. I was a little late. Adam muttered something to himself, but I safely ignored his frustration. A respectable girl is never on time. Who told you that? I read it somewhere. The movie was lousy. Adam kept trying to make jokes, and he wasn't very good at it. We kept getting shushed and we were asked to behave. About halfway through the movie, I said I had to go out for a minute. Okay, Adam said. I walked out of the theater and went home. The next day, Sam asked, How was it? It could have been worse. We could have been forced out of there. Okay, first time didn't go very well. On Friday, Andrew and I went bowling. Of course, to my father, Andrew wasn't Andrew. And Pauline was another lost soul who wanted to learn how to play Mozart and Beethoven. Bowling turned out to be even worse than the movies. I couldn't do it at all, which made me angry. And Andrew kept saying, I don't understand. It's so easy. You pick it up and drop it. He decided to show me how to do it and got a strike. See, it's easy. Well, if that's the case, we're not going to make it. I hate bowling in general. It's an old man's game. I took my backpack and ran. I was getting desperate. There was still Liam, but he and I were more like friends. All our communication was limited to trolling random passersby. But on Saturday, the day before we were supposed to meet, the guy texted. I have an idea. IT'S A SURPRISE I was in anticipation of either a grandiose disaster or something really interesting. Turns out, Liam had bought two tickets to the Dolphinarium. I didn't know we had such a place. I was surprised. Yeah, we have a lot of interesting places in town. The show was amazing. The dolphins did all kinds of tricks. Jumped through hoops, juggled balls. It was much more interesting than that dull drama that Adam took me to. And bowling? andrew's stupid initiative i didn't notice how or when but liam took my hand i looked at him and blushed slightly that day confirmed one fundamental truth sooner or later quantity converts to quality all i had to do was survive two disappointing dates but even now we couldn't resist and began to observe people in the crowd and make up amusing stories about them look I pointed to a man in tight white pants with lush hair. Former jockey. Yeah, got hurt when he fell off a horse. Lives with his mother now, and goes shopping in his old minivan. That was a good one, so it was Liam's turn. Over there, see? He's like, he's got a menacing face, like he's ready to pounce. And that's when I saw my father. He was looking right at us, and he didn't look happy. It's time to get out of here. On the way, I explained to Liam what happened. Weird, he summed up. Yeah, I'm afraid to imagine what's waiting for me at home. But I couldn't figure it out, what my father was doing at the Dolphinarium. I expected anything, shouting, accusations of lies, threats. But when I entered the house, my father didn't say a word. The next day, he calmly announced that he had submitted my papers to military school. My worst nightmare was coming true. No amount of tears or persuasion had any effect on Dad. I locked myself in my room and didn't want to leave. Suddenly, out of the blue, someone came to the rescue. Liam texted me. Look, I think I have a solution to your problem. I sneaked out of the house and went to the place Liam had picked. He, without any greeting, said, It's a strange coincidence. I never told you about my father but he's the director of the military school, the one where your dad wants to send you. A glimmer of hope. I spoke to him and he said he would help you. How? I don't know, but don't worry. My father will think of something. A week later, a letter came from the academy and much to my delight, I got a rejection. My father was shocked. He even wanted to fight with the management, but after a while, he cooled off. I told him more about Liam. I explained that it wasn't a fling and my dad decided he'd give us a chance so i didn't get into the military academy that's a good thing i would have been the worst student in the history of the institution have you ever been able to get out of a bad situation tell me about it in the comments